Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And good morning. Welcome to this edition of Hennepin County Medical Center's Healthy Matters. Dr. David Hilden is in studio bringing a couple of special guests as repeat uh, customers today. Not I customers, sure they're guests. They're I sure customers. did. I, but, you know, what else do you say? You know, good morning, <laughs> everybody. Happy last day of April, I guess yeah. is what it is. You got big plans for uh, May Day? Uh, probably uh, getting the shovels out again. I was going like to say, if, for those of you who are up here in the upper Midwest, boy, it's cold. I had to put on a couple layers, layers again. What today, the yeah. heck's going on? It's a nasty day. Oh, anyway, it's a good day to maybe sit inside and read the paper and drink coffee. And with those something. layers, you're covering up some skin, which reminds exactly. me. Oh, what ooh, a, that was what a good a What a segue. <laughs> we're a finely tuned machine here. We're going to talk about your skin today. It, we, uh, um, we're going to talk mainly about skin cancer. And to help me out, I have I do indeed have two dermatologists. That means they're experts in this kind of stuff. And, and you've been listening to the show for all these years now. You know that one of the areas that I have the least amount of knowledge about as a general internist is um, your skin. And so I try week after week on the show to help you out. But this week we're going to focus on your skin and particularly skin cancer. Tomorrow um, is Melanoma Monday. And no, it's not that Bangles song, Manic Monday. Uh, it's melon. Although I, I get that song in my head whenever I say that. Uh, and so we're doing free skin cancer screenings tomorrow at HCMC. And uh, stay tuned for more on that. It's tomorrow afternoon at our downtown campus. Um, but to help me out ta- to, to teach us a little bit about skin cancer and what you might want to know, again, I have two guests that have been here about a year ago. The first one is Dr. Jenny Liu. She is a dermatologist who practices both at our downtown uh, main campus as well as at our new North Loop Clinic, which is up and running and ready for you to come uh, get your dermatologic needs met. Um, Dr. Lou graduated from the University of Minnesota a Department of Dermatology training program, and she specializes in general dermatology for adults and, and kids, um, cutaneous surgery, and also has a special interest in dermatologic diseases in patients of skin with color. Jenny, thank you for being back on the show. Thanks for having us. How's it going down at the North Loop? You're, you're open. Loving it. It's, it's a great. nice place, isn't yes. it? Um, I've been down there. Many of you came to the open house. A couple of you came, and I got to meet you. Um, thanks for showing up. It's a beautiful facility. Um, on North Washington Avenue in the Tractor Works building, uh, right in the heart of things in the North Loop. If you need a dermatologist, that's what you need to do. You need to go to the North Loop Clinic and see either Dr. Lou or my second guest today, who is Erin Luxembourg. She is also a dermatologist who practices at both our downtown locations and the North Loop. She's Now, um, she's trained in both internal medicine and dermatology, so she has a unique understanding of both the skin um, manifestations and the internal disease. That's an interesting uh, um, combination. She focuses on medical dermatology and sees a big range of patients with skin complaints. She is an interest in cutaneous oncology. Read that as cancer. Um, and blistering skin conditions. Erin, thank you for being back on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. I like to say that I'm an expert on both the outside and the inside. You are. That's kind of that. So is that a lot longer training program? It's actually just one extra year. So it's like a jillion years instead of a, a, a zillion. <laughs> exactly. 
So let's just say that both of these two are very well-trained. And, and um, um, I'm just going to say it one more time. You can see them at our new North Loop Clinic. They're taking appointments. They're available now. Um, not a lot of waiting. It's a brand-new clinic, and I've been in it a couple times, and it's just beautiful. Um, so to make an appointment with either of these two, 612-873-6963. And just mention Dr. Lou or Dr. Luxembourg. You want to go to the North Loop <laughs> Clinic to see the dermatologists. All right. With that being said... Um, let's see, I just have one or two other housekeeping things. Again, the Melanoma Monday skin um, cancer screening is tomorrow afternoon. Um, we're, uh, we've gotten an overwhelming response to some of our locations, but we're still going to see people from 1 to 4 p.m. at the Purple Building at HCMC in our downtown campus in the Medicine Clinic on the seventh floor of the Purple Building. One to four, first come, first serve. Get, a, get an expert to look at your skin, see if there's anything goofy uh, 1 to 4 p.m. tomorrow, Melanoma Monday, May 1st, the Purple Building, 7th floor in the Medicine Clinic. Just walk in. That's the – I have one other housekeeping thing. I have a new blog post up about something absolutely disgusting. I'm talking about Clostridium difficile. I'm talking about a, a diarrheal illness. Um, it was a big – people call a lot about it, and I learned some new things about it at a recent trip I had to San Diego. And so I have a, a post about um, Clostridium Go to myhealthymatters.org for more information about that. Myhealthymatters, all one word, .org. There's even a picture of uh, Her Royal Highness Queen Elizabeth II with it. It just made me laugh so much I had to put it on there. Okay, if you want to know why I have a picture of Queen Elizabeth and talking about a diarrheal illness, you just better go to myhealthymatters.org. Okay, enough housekeeping. Uh, Dr. Liu, why don't you start us off? Tell us about skin cancer, the basics of it, what types of it, how common is it, that kind of stuff. So skin cancer is the most uh, common form of cancer that we see in humans. And basal cell carcinoma and squamous cell carcinoma makes up up the majority of the skin cancer that we see. Um, Given that it's Melanoma Monday, I do want to mention that melanoma, even though it's not as common as basal and squames, can be very deadly. And just to give out some numbers... About one American dies from melanoma every hour, and um, over 9,500 patients are diagnosed with skin cancer daily. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. Now, I've often, uh, whenever I say, I talk about, I'm an internist, I talk about lung cancer and stuff like that, I always say this is the number one non-skin cancer in people. So it must be really common. The skin cancers must be kind of common. Yes, very, very common. So you talked about those other two. Why is melanoma different? Because it can be deadly. It is uh, highly curable when caught early, but it is the type of cancer that can metastasize, meaning it can go into other organ systems and, and pretty much cause death. Yeah. Um, I, I've, I, I don't know the exact numbers. Um, I, I didn't look that up before I came up, but I, I read that melanoma is becoming one of the top, indeed, causes of Absolutely. death, even though it's not all that common. If you don't catch it, it can be yeah. pretty bad. Eh? Um, the, our American Academy of Dermatology has pro, uh, projected that uh, it's the fifth most common cancer in men and the sixth most common cancer in women. Well, okay, so I guess that begs the question, um, what causes it? Do we know? or is it, is it all sun? Is the sun the culprit for everything? Dr. Luxembourg, you want to help us out with that one? Yeah, I'd love to talk a little bit about that. You know, there's many factors that can cause melanoma. Um, We talk a lot about sun because, to be honest, UV radiation is really the most preventable risk factor. Uh, Melanoma can be caused by a variety of UV radiation, genetics, um, and other factors that we're just unsure of. There are other risk factors such as number of moles, size of moles, skin type, 
um, and depending on the location, different genetic factors as well. However, UV radiation is a definite risk factor and is a preventable risk factor. Yeah. Um, you said other things that I'm going to get back to the radiation thing because that's where that's something that we really can do something about. You mentioned um, things we don't understand. What about types of moles? Or you said number of moles. Is Are you a little bit more at risk if you have lots what moles? we've been finding in general, and it's it's not a, a fast uh, rule, is that people that have more moles or over 50 moles tend to have a higher risk, and people that have large moles might have a higher risk than someone who doesn't. Okay, and then a little bit about genetics. Do you think there might play a role? There has been found to be a couple of genes that can be related to melanoma. So we found that in patients that have a family history of pancreatic cancer or breast cancer and definitely a family history of melanoma, those patients tend to be at a higher risk for getting their own melanoma. Mm, Okay, so... Let's talk about the UV radiation piece then. I bet you guys are the ones who want us to take showers in sunscreen and all that. Does it work? Is that what we're supposed to do is just stay out of the sun? Um, So I think a lot of um, people um, kind of think that getting sun exposure means having to be out in the sun, getting direct sunlight. But a lot of the sun that we get are incidental, like driving Mm. um, or, say, going out for a walk or going to your mailbox to get mail. Um, And UV radiation does play a large role in just causing our skin to get damaged. So not only skin cancer, but the aging that we see, majority of the aging that we get is sun exposure. Um, so we recommend wearing sunscreen 365 days out of the year. You do. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you bring up a good point because when I go to a, a Florida vacation or whatever, and I'm on the beach and I always remember you put sunscreen cause here I am on the beach, but that's, you know, when I'm on vacation, it doesn't occur to me as much when I'm out mowing the lawn or walking around Lake Harriet, just your day-to-day life around here, that you might be out for all afternoon and well, I'm not at the beach. Why have I got sunscreen? But you're saying we should wear it a lot more. Yeah, absolutely. And an interesting fact, we see way more skin cancer on the left side of the face than the right. And we think that has to do with driving. Really? The sun exposure we get from oh, driving. Oh, through the window. And UV light. So when we, when we talk about um, ultraviolet radiation, there are t- pretty much two forms that we get on our skin, which is UVB and UVA. And UVB is blocked by windows, but UVA is not. And both of them can cause skin damage and um, skin cancer. I'm going to talk to you a lot more about that. Um, uh, I think we're going to take a quick, our our first break. We're talking about skin cancer today, and we will welcome your conversations either on the phones, the text lines, or at Dr. David Hilden on Twitter. I've got my Twitter account sitting in front of me if you choose to send it that way. You know what I'm pretty excited about, as you all should be, is... We can now say this is an award-winning show. Oh, yes. Can I you should, tell us about I that? should mention that this past week, this show was just named uh, the best in communications for 2017. Um, very humbled by that. Uh, this was done by the Minnesota Health Strategy and Communications Network. They had their annual awards banquet, and lo and behold, Healthy Matters won the award for 2017. I do want to say, though, that this is largely due to um, a whole team of people. I have public relations people that help me out back at the hospital. Um, primarily, Christine Hill helps me out. It's with you, Denny, and it's because of a, a wonderful, wonderful array of listeners. So th- those of you who I meet every single week who are listeners to the show, thank you. We are now uh, – we're named the, That's hope, great. the top communications award of the year. Bravo. Thank to, you. To you all. Uh, we're going to take a break. A quick one. Uh, if you have a question, we're talking about skin cancer, among other things. I'm going to open up the phone lines, and a text is already open, 81807, or give us a call, 651-989-9226.
Overcast in 44 degrees here on 830 WCCO. And welcome back to this portion of Hennepin County Medical Center's Healthy Matters. We're talking about skin cancer today. And if you do have a question, I, I see uh, the lines are busy. But keep, keep trying if you're trying to get in by a phone or send us a text. That text number is 81807. So we're talking about skin cancer with doctors Jenny Liu and Aaron Luxenberg. And, and a tweet, um, Tom just tweeted in this question. It's about what we were talking about. Um, uh, this is from Tom. He says, can one get UV exposure on a cloudy day? You know, Tom, that is a great question. The answer is absolutely yes. My husband likes to think that he cannot get sunburned on a cloudy day because clouds offer some protection. And it is true. They do offer some protection. However, they're mostly protecting against the visible light, which is why it seems cloudy outside and you can't see very much because it's not very bright. They are not protecting quite as much against the UVA and UVB. So that's why we recommend every single day protecting Mm -hmm. your skin. And while we're on the topic, one thing I would like to mention is some people tend to forget. They go on sunny vacations and they know they need to wear their sunscreen. Mm -hmm. They go on a ski vacation and they Mm -hmm. think, well, it's cold outside. I don't need to wear my sunscreen. But it's just as sunny on the ski vacations as it is on the beach vacations. And in fact, you're sometimes getting more sun exposure because the atmosphere is a little bit thinner when you're higher up and you're getting all that sun reflecting off the snow. So I haven't done this for a long time, but I used to take ski trips out west. And there used to be people, their faces were darn near painted white. They had some, that was the, I don't know if that was just like very old school kind of sunscreens. They're, they don't, I don't know what that was where you had, they had white noses and faces. The, the stuff you can put on now is pretty effective, isn't it? Yeah, just as effective as that white stuff. That white stuff was zinc oxide. Oh, is that what it was? Yep, and that's still the ingredient that I like to recommend. Zinc oxide and titanium dioxide are mineral sunscreens that protect by reflecting the sun's rays. However, now they make them a little bit more elegant in that the particles are quite a bit smaller and not Mm. quite as apparent. Yeah, they did kind of look like idiots. I always thought, why don't you just go down to Home Depot and get some, you know, ceiling paint and paint that on your face? That would reflect the stuff, you think, Teddy? Yeah, (laughs) spackling compound, yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Good point. Good point. What about, I know the answer to this, but I think it bears mentioning, what about tanning beds? Absolutely no. Yeah, I, you know, I, I was going to say, I bet you guys aren't in favor of those. How is it that that's still a thing? That, that, that people think that this is maybe okay. It's not, right? It is absolutely not. And I think a lot of people think that, like Aaron said, maybe getting um, a tan before going on vacation will protect your skin from getting burnt. But that tanning is actually just doing more damage to your skin than helping. So the tanning of the skin is your skin... Saying help. Saying I'm help. Getting okay. damaged. All right. So it's far better than when you go on vacation. Simply wear your sunscreen and you don't have to do the tanning yeah. bed before And nowadays we have a lot of um, some protective clothing for those who don't um, can't reapply sunscreen as often, who just don't like wearing sunscreen. Um, a lot of kind of fashionable clothing that's breathable mm-hmm. and light that's great for vacation, hot weather, as well as, you know, hats that are um, wide-rimmed. Um, and you, yeah, and you look good too. Okay, we have. I have some more to talk about, like what what's a lesion look like that's scary and all that. But before we do that, the phone lines are full, so I thought maybe we'd get to the phones. Sure, let's do that. Diane in Farmington is our first caller. Go ahead, Diane. Thank you. Oh, good morning. I made a note to make sure I listened to your program this morning on the skin cancer. Thank you, Diane. Yeah, because I I get up early, so I listen to you, and you have a great program. And good morning to all of you. I have a I have squamous cell skin cancer. I'm um, 68 years old. I I've never tanned in the tanning booths or laid outside. I just have when I raised my kids, doing my gardening and my my flower beds, and that was my exposure my, mainly. 
Um, my question is on the squamous cell. I am being treated by a dermatologist for the last couple of years. I've had one benign spot that they took care of um, on my upper left leg. I'm going to have back surgery, and my from wear and tear. I was a, a nurse for 18 years, lifting patients, and so I have to have back surgery now. And and my question is. When the doctor opens me up, because I have like a five, six-inch cut, what, what would that do with my skin cancer? Would that spread it? or? That's such a good question, Diane. I'm assuming that that squamous cell was on your back? No, the squamous cell I've had, I just recently had two spots removed on my face. I've had one on my arm removed and one on my mid-back, and they were benign, but the one on my upper... Uh, in inner upper leg was um, uh, cancer. Okay. Well, that's good to hear. Even if the squamous cell had been on your back where the incision would be, you would not need to worry about that spreading it. Squamous cell very rarely metastasizes inside, and it does not spread from getting pushed inside from something like a cut. So you don't need to worry about that at all. But it's good that you're taking care of your health. Do squamous cells or basal cells ever spread? I don't like to mention it to patients because it does happen, but it is so rare. Um, And in some circumstances, they can metastasize. And those are usually when the cancers are left unattended to. I have a lot of patients ask me, why do I need to take care of this if it's just going to grow on the skin? Because that is the most common outcome of skin cancers is they just grow right where they are. And when I'm mentioning skin cancers, I specifically mean the basal cell and squamous cell. Um, And the reason that we like to cut them out is because if we don't remove them, they will continue to grow and they can somewhat track under the skin where we can't see them. And then in those very rare circumstances, if they get quite large, especially in locations such as um, on the face, near the eye, near the mouth, um, they can rarely start to go underneath the skin and metastasize. Thanks, Diane. All right, back to the phones. Uh, Mike is calling from New Richmond. Go ahead, Mike. The doctors are listening. Hi, I'm uh, 57 years old. I recently had a basal cell removed under my eye, and I had a type of keratosis on my nose frozen off. My doctor recommends I put on this Fluorocell cream, uh, which I did for nine days and found out I had to go to back to work, so I quit. But it looks really terrible to do. What do you think? So I assume that's the 5-fluorouracil cream, which you commonly use to treat precancers. And the reaction you're getting sounds like is the exact reaction we want you to get, which is kind of that redness and maybe a little bit of crusting. Um, and uh, unfortunately, that will uh, kind of linger on for a couple of weeks. So I would say just let it be. You can use some Vaseline or moisturizer to kind of soothe the symptoms, but that redness will linger on. So you want that. That's we the want point? that reaction. That's the whole point of doing the cream is that is basically the cream kind of killing off the precancers, essentially. Well, that's fascinating. Um, thank you, Mike, for your call. We're going to um, take our break here. And we're talking to Dr. Aaron Luxemburg and Dr. Jenny Liu about dermatology and skin cancers. Um, after the CBS News break, we'll come back. We're going to talk more about what lesions you ought to be worried about and, what, um, and, 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 and when you might want to see a dermatologist. So get your questions ready for the second half. Very good. Here's our phone number. I see a line is open, 651-989-9226, or send a text, 81807, Eight zero seven In the Twin Cities overcast, 44 the temp. We may hit 47, but it's going to be windy, cloudy, and raw today. 
Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. And good morning. Welcome back to this portion of Hennepin County Medical Center's Healthy Matters. We're talking about uh, skin cancer. And uh, Dr. Hilden, for those folks that maybe missed the first half of the show, just joining us now, who did you bring with you? Thank you, Denny. I have Dr. Aaron Luxemburg and I have Dr. Jenny Liu, two dermatologists in the Hennepin system. We're talking about skin cancer today. And although I won't go through their uh, credentials and pedigree uh, anymore, I do just want to tell you how to get a hold of them. Both Drs. Luxemburg, Dr. Liu, and the whole dermatology staff is available right now um, at our North Loop Clinic. The clinic is open. They're ready to see patients. We have about a zillion text messages that came in, the, uh, and then we're going to try to get to a few of them right now. But I want to tell all of the listeners, that whether you're texting or whether you're calling or tweeting us questions, um, maybe you should make an appointment with one of the two of them. It's a great, or any of our dermatologists at the North Loop Clinic. To do that, 612-873-6963. It struck me as I was reading the text messages that every single one of you has a legitimate question. I mean, they really are. They're just really legitimate. And we're just not going to get to all of them. Um, as much as we're going to try. So let's hit a couple of text messages, and then, um, Mary, you're going to be next on the phone, so bear with us. So to either one of you, uh, Jenny or Aaron, here's a text. Does skin cancer go from basal cell to squamous cell to melanoma, or do you just get that one type? I have had a squamous spot on my left arm and had it removed down to three layers of skin. Am I cured? Do I have to say yes to having cancer on medical forms? Now, I don't know if you can answer that latter part, but you can answer the beginning part. I can definitely answer the beginning part. It's such a great question, and I do get it a lot. And the answer is no. A basal cell or a squamous cell do not go on to become a melanoma. However, having a history of basal cell or squamous cell does put you at a slightly increased risk of getting a melanoma. Things that can go on to become something else is, one, an actinic keratosis is a precancerous lesion, and in very rare circumstances, they, those can go on to become a squamous cell carcinoma, the type of cancer that generally just grows on the skin. And as we'll start talking a little bit more about melanoma, sometimes atypical moles can go on to become melanoma. So I'm going to ask a text message that I'm going to, I'm going to paraphrase two or three of them into one. It's about scalps and balding people. Um, and I'll use this text question to, to, to raise that issue. Hi, I'm bald on the top of my head. I have various dry spots. Some get better when I use lotion, but they don't seem to go away. My scalp also is tender to the touch. I've had many sunburns on my scalp over the years. Any so con- tender and any concern for cancer. So could you bring up the scalp lesion Yeah, this is a great um, question. So in men who have um, kind of balding scalp, that is one of the common areas that get sun exposure. And this is a common area where we see a lot of actinic keratosis, like Erin said, those precancerous lesions, as well as skin cancer. Um, And the concerning um, things that we ask patients about or we look for is kind of these rough um, kind of flaky spots that are tender to the touch. And in general, um, lesions or spots that are tender, non-healing, bleeding, um, are concerning for skin cancer. So absolutely. I would have that one checked out. And again, there's three or four people who texted about their scalp. So scalp care, I think, is really important. Yeah. Um, let's go to the phone, shall we? Sure, let's do that. Uh, Mary in Lionel Lakes has been waiting. Go ahead, Mary. Thank you. Good morning. I have uh, been treated for, um, I went to a dermatologist, and the corners of my mouth are always cracking. And she said, you know, and I have a CPAP and I wear a hand, uh, chin guard. But now, uh, and she gave me some desonide ointment. 
to put on like the corners of my mouth, but not too often because it kind of peels away the skin, you know, if you use it too often. But now what I'm worried about is uh, two weeks ago, I got like a little white head. Uh, it looks like on the lip and my lip, bottom lip is swollen. And that's where I had this um, white head. Well, the, the white head, you know, the white went away, but the sore does not heal. And I'm wondering if I should go back to the doctor or what? You know, Mary, it's really hard to say what it is without seeing you. But in general, when I'm talking about non-melanoma skin cancers, the thing I tell patients to look for is a pimple or a sore that doesn't heal. So if someone gets a new spot and it doesn't seem to go away, that can be concerning for a non-melanoma skin cancer. Now, am I saying that that's what's on your lip? Honestly, probably not. But I would recommend going back to your dermatologist to get it looked at officially. Yeah, that sounds like really good advice. Mary, thank you for your call. All right, let's see who else has been waiting. Uh, Carl in Lakeville is next up here. Go ahead, Carl. Hi, thanks. A little bit of a story. I had uh, a squamous uh, cell remo- uh, cancer spot removed from my shoulder about 10 years ago. And then I had another one about two years after that removed from my forearm. And accordingly, my dermatologist, I called them early, so they removed them. Dermatologist, just keep an eye on yourself, which I have been. Well, two years ago, I had it on the left side of my tongue. I don't smoke, don't chew, never did. I had that removed along with my lymph nodes on the left side of my neck. Uh, the pathology reports said they both were clean removals. However, on the left side of my tongue, I still experience in the, in the surgical area where it's kind of a uh, scar now, occasional burning sensations that go to my throat and up to my ear with ear pain. I mentioned that to my doctor and he just tells me everything, yeah, everybody heals differently. Um, with the, with the, uh, so my question is, is you know, I keep looking inside my mouth, and you mentioned earlier that sarcoma cell, chances are, you know, hopefully it will remove it, it won't come back. And it has it on my shoulder and my arms, but I'm quite concerned about my, my tongue because, as I said, I've never smoked, never chewed, so why the heck did I get it? And secondly, when they remove the lymph nodes, um, I've noticed at my dentist that there's clips in my neck now that I was never told about that were going to be put in there, and uh, I can feel those in my neck, and my neck's always numb and uncomfortable. So what, what would you say your question is now, Carl? Uh, about the, the, the cancer in my mouth, you know, keeping an eye on it like I do, and uh, about the uh, removal of the lymph nodes, why, why it's, it's uncomfortable for me two years after the surgery. Maybe we can get a comment here. Yeah, so that's a great question. So squamous cell carcinoma, there can be many different types. The one that we are talking about on the skin is very, very different than the one that you um, are you had on your tongue as well as the ones that other people can get in their lungs and other places of our internal organ system. So in general, the ones on our skin are sun-induced, and that's not um, usually the cause for the one in your mouth. That is a that was a good a good point um, from from Jenny there. Um, squamous cell is a histologic diagnosis. It's what the cells look under a microscope, and you have squamous cells throughout your body and your lung and and the like. And thank you. That was very that was a good clarification. Um, and thank you for your question. Um, I, I'm going to hit a text line or two if I can. Here's one about what's the scar like after people have things. Um, Taken off. So here's what it says. I was recently diagnosed with basal cell cancer on my face. I have a dime-sized sore near my eye. What kind of scar will I end up with? Would a plastic surgeon help? That's from Barb. Thanks, Barb. Barb, that is a good question, and I can't answer exactly what the scar will look like. But what I can say is based on the type of skin cancer and the location, that will determine your treatment, which will ultimately determine your scar. Sometimes if the non-melanoma skin cancer is very superficial, 
We can treat it with something, as we had mentioned before, like fluorouracil or another topical agent, and those might not leave as much as of a scar. If they're not on the face in general, we can excise them, usually with a four millimeter margin, and that ends up leaving a linear scar. However, when these non-melanoma skin cancers are on the face in sensitive areas, a lot of times we'll send patients for a specific kind of surgery called Mohs surgery. And in that surgery, the surgeon who is specially trained will remove just the cancer, and they'll make sure that all the cancer is out while the patient is waiting there. And that way, they're not removing too much extra skin. And not only are these doctors specifically trained in doing that procedure, they're also very specialized in making the scars as cosmetically appropriate as possible. Thank you for your question. A couple text um, uh, uh, questions about tanning and the like and back to sunscreen. We like the look of a nice natural tan, but is there a safe way to get a nice tan? Um, absolutely. So there are a lot of these days now, there are a lot of um, uh, spray-on tans that um, people can get, um, as well as um, lotions that when applied to skin over time will kind of cause a, give a really um, healthy glow. Do they look good or do you look like a pumpkin? I think these days um, these products um, are pretty elegant and you don't really look kind of that orange, don't have the orange tint anymore. But we recommend that than going into, say, a tanning bed or go- laying out in the sun to get your color. How about yeah. this question? Um, does sunscreen get, quote, old? The recommendation is that sunscreen lasts three years after the purchase date. They almost all have an expiration date on them. So I will recommend that my patients go by that rule, buy it, and it's good for three years. However, to be honest, I don't like anything to go to waste. And in general, I don't think that the effectiveness will wear off. So I will use everything down to the last drop. Use it till it's gone. We're going to take a break. I do want to remind people about the blog, myhealthymatters.org. Um, loads of people from literally around the world. Um, um, check out the blog. You should too. Myhealthymatters.org. The latest post is about C. diff, uh, an infection that is much more common lately. Um, we get people from the United States, Canada, Britain, India, South Africa. Over 60 countries have checked in in the last month alone. MyHealthyMatters.org. I also want to remind you about it's Melanoma Monday tomorrow, hence this show. If you want to get a free, first come, first serve um, skin cancer screening, come to the Purple Building, 7th floor. Go to the Medicine Clinic, and you can have your skin checked tomorrow, May 1st, here in downtown Minneapolis, 1 to 4 p.m. Purple Building, 7th floor for Melanoma Monday. Very good. We have more show to come. Stay with us. Overcast, our CCO temperature reading 43, and we expect more raw conditions later on today. You stay tuned to CCO. And welcome back to this portion of Hennepin County Medical Center's Healthy Matters. We're talking about skin cancer today, and we will uh, be picking up on uh, your phone calls coming up in a moment. We certainly will. Denny, we're talking about skin cancer today, and and what we've decided to do is um, there's going to be text messages that I can't get to. In fact, there's dozens of them. So um, both Dr. Luxembourg and Dr. Liu have offered to, we're going to do a little uh, answering of the text questions on the blog site. So I'm going to feed them the questions and we'll put it on the blog site. And so if you texted a message in, be sure to check on the site. It's myhealthymatters.org, all one word, myhealthymatters.org. Give us a week or so, um, but you can check on it every day. But we will answer a lot more of your text questions at myhealthymatters.org in the coming week or two. For the rest of today, let's go back to the phones. All right. Gary in Minneapolis has been waiting. Gary, you're on CCO. Thank you. Thank you, doctors, for taking my call. I'm a 77-year-old male. I have a full head of hair, and my question pertains to my scalp. I've suffered with psoriasis my entire life since I was 17, 
And uh, I control it now with uh, a generic Dovinex cream. Now, in my scalp, I have these uh, lumps and lesions that drive me absolutely crazy with itching and that. And, of course, I naturally pick at those uh, items. And they seem to get worse during the latter part of the day. Now, what I'm wondering, I went to my dermatologist, and I get checked for skin cancer once a year. And so far, luckily, I, I haven't developed any. But I had her check my scalp, and she diagnosed that it was not psoriasis. Is there anything that I can apply, some type of cream or even the the generic Dovinex to there to see if that helps to remove and that? Because there's been no improvement for two years. You know, Gary, it's hard to say exactly what it is you have in your scalp. It's great that you're seeing a dermatologist because it sounds like she checked you and they're not skin cancers. If it's not psoriasis or several other things, it could be seborrheic dermatitis. They could be seborrheic keratoses. So without seeing exactly what they are, I can't say exactly what you should be using. However, I always recommend good scalp health. So I do recommend using an over-the-counter anti-dandruff shampoo, something like a Head & Shoulders or even a Selsun Blue. Rubbing that in, especially with your thick head of hair, leaving it on for at least five to 10 minutes before you rinse it off. And that will definitely help with the health of your underlying scalp. All right, let's go back to the phones. Thank you for the call. Sandra is calling from Chaska. Go ahead, Sandra. Good morning, doctors. Uh, I have a face uh, spot, a reddish, excuse me a second, a reddish coloring in between my eyebrows. It's about the size of a quarter uh, I am 76 years old. I use moisturizers, and I have changed uh, product okay, uh, just to, within the last few weeks because of noticing it's gotten more obvious as far as the red color. But it doesn't itch, and it doesn't. Um, it isn't sore. Uh, kind of wondered if uh, if you've got an answer for that problem. Um, so without seeing you again, it's really hard to make the diagnosis. However, kind of similar to the last caller, there are a couple of things that can come on our face that are not cancerous, um, like the seborrheic dermatitis that Dr. Luxembourg mentioned, um, as well as maybe it's a precancerous area. But I think what I recommend is you know, having you go and see a dermatologist to get it checked out. Anything that's new or not going away on your face probably should have it looked at, huh? Absolutely. It sounds like, yeah. Thank you for that. Do we have time for another one, Denny? Uh, yes, we do. Let's uh, see who's been waiting. Uh, Mary is calling from Invergrove. Mary, what's your question, please? Good morning. Um, my mother is 99 and in a nursing home, and recently she's been experiencing many, many skin tears. And we were told that it's because she's receiving too much fluid. She's drinking too much. And this bothers us. Is it, could that be the case? In general, uh, skin tears aren't from drinking too much fluid. Sometimes when you have fluid overload, you can get a little bit more edematous and have more swelling, which can make you more prone to blisters. This is especially in the lower legs, and the blisters can form to tears. But it is very common as we age that the the skin thins. That's mostly the, the underlayers of the skin will become more thin with time. And I actually recommend drinking more water. So why is her skin so tearing so much. I don't think it's from the amount that she's drinking necessarily. It's likely just the factors of her health and time. 
I don't think we have time for more um, calls. A couple quick text messages. There's a four-part text that I don't have time to read about a 102-year-old woman wondering about a biopsy. And just my very short answer is I would always wonder about why you would be doing a biopsy in a 102-year-old woman. But uh, um, let's do one that we can answer on the air here. Um, does radon cause melanoma? I can answer that one as an internist. Probably not. It causes lung cancer, though, so check your basements for radon. Um, what else could we do here? Uh, what is the recommendation for skin cancer screenings? Yes, in general, we always recommend um, to have your skin checked at least once by a dermatologist, especially if you've had a history of tanning bed use, blistering sunburns, if there is a personal or family history of melanoma. Um, if you've had a skin cancer, on the skin cancer, we say it could be every six months to a year of seeing your dermatologist. But regular skin checks um, in patients with skin with history of skin cancer. And if you're in downtown Minneapolis on Melanoma Monday, which happens to be tomorrow, May 1st, 1 to 4 p.m., walk in, first come, first serve, have your skin screened at the Medicine Clinic, Purple Building, 7th floor. At 7th and Park in downtown Minneapolis at HCMC. Dr. Luxembourg, Dr. Lou, thank you for being back on the show. We're going to have to get you back. Yeah, we had a lot of fun. It is kind of, it is fun to chat with people and talk about things, even when we're talking about skin cancers. These guys are experts. You want to see them? They're practicing at our North Loop Clinic, 612-873-6963. Just ask to see one of the dermatologists at the North Loop Clinic. They're open for business now, 612-873-6963. And what's on the show next week? We're going to talk about hearing loss with audiologist Janet Hansen. She's an expert. You're going to want to tune in for that. And check us out at MyHealthyMatters.org for lots more information, MyHealthyMatters.org. Excellent. Stay tuned next here on CCO Radio for more of your money. Stay with us. 43 degrees. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.